Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode on Her Creative Freedom Podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Cassandra. I am your host. And on this podcast, I share everything from lifestyle, from travel, especially on the road as I do live in my home on wheels with my beautiful wiener dog, Tucker. And I share my life experiences from mental health, body image, self-love, relationships, and bringing your dreams and goals into reality. In addition, I bring on the most incredible special guests that talk about all of these areas in depth of their own perceptions. And yeah, we just like to have a good time and share these things with you. Share the things that people don't talk about. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. She's truly an incredible light being with the purpose to help those better their life by stepping into the person, or more so, to step into the life they are truly meant to be living. Chelsea is definitely someone I look up to and admire deeply. She offers you so much of your own potential, and her passion to help shape lives is amazing. We talk about everything from her childhood as an athlete, dealing with an eating disorder, and how she became the woman she is today because of her life experiences, in addition to absolutely everything that she's offering you. This is one of those podcasts that gets you thinking about your life on a much deeper level and really just gets you starting to ask questions, something that we all should be doing. So sit back or go for that walk and enjoy this episode with our special guest, Chelsea. Hello. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. I love that you're outside because we're outside together. I, love I had to. I was like, oh, it's just like gorgeous. I was like, I'm not going inside. I'm going to be outside all day. I know. I, I was inside too, sitting in front of a big window because I was like, I just need to like sit low to the ground and like have natural light with me. And then I can't because I'm with my family right now. And I went back in my van. I'm like, why am I not out here? Like my big doors open. I can feel the bugs and the breeze. I can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. So I amazing. Yeah, I planned on spending more time here and then I had to Quebec. So fun. It's been crazy. So fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's been really good. Where are you again? Um, I'm at a cabin and it's it's been like you're living there full time. Yeah, I've just like I've gotten so much clarity being here. It's been the best decision, like the hardest decision. Like I didn't think it was going to be. It's difficult at times, but it was like the best thing I could have done. Is it the difficultness as like you being by yourself there? Yeah. And um, everything, like you can't run from anything, you know, it's like, it's, it it was like the winter and I was like, I, I can't do this. I need something and I need someone. And it just like, yeah, it was great. It was like, I mean, it was great. It was like the most healing thing I probably could have ever done. Mm -hmm. And for anyone to live in a cabin by themselves for six months, it's like, of course, you're going to get to know yourself and like figure out what it is that you want and what you don't want and like what your next steps actually feel right. Yeah, I can so relate to that being in the van because I've never been so isolated before. And I've, I've been on the road for two months already, which is insane. But I still feel like I haven't I haven't experienced what I want to experience yet and I think it's because I've been with family and friends Ontario is like the core of my family so as soon as everyone knew I was coming everyone wanted to see me and I like I like was blinded to like thinking that was possible until I like burnt myself out and was like hey I'm 
I'm done. I can't visit or talk to any more people. Yeah. So going to Quebec, I'm really excited because I will be completely by myself. And as tough as it is, especially when shit hits the fan and I'm not close to anything nor like of familiarity, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. But then you get through it and you're like, hey, if I can handle this, I can handle the next thing. And that was like a huge learning experience for me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's the biggest thing is like it flexes your trust muscles, like your faith muscles and like really gets you into a space of like, okay I I honestly have I have nothing else but to actually surrender to this yeah and like allow whatever's to happen to actually happen yeah and let it be out of my control and just like do what I know to do yeah, yeah. it's it's I I get that the isolation piece and like the, <laughs> the times when you really want someone there with you and they're not it's like holy fuck, am I going to make it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I can so relate to yeah. that. And I, and I know I'm yeah. still going to experience that. We both probably are, but it's, it is totally mm-hmm. healing. And a lot of people were like, oh, you're going to see such beautiful sights and beautiful parts of Canada. And I totally am. And I'm loving it, but I'm more yeah. excited of like who I'm going to be in a year. And like, am I going to be, I'm not going to be the same, but I'm excited to meet her. Cause I feel like that's what I've been longing yeah. for, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a journey. It's so, it's so, it is a journey. And one thing I just like feel like I want want to say is like you already are that person and I know that you want to meet this person but it's like you already are that person and and what's going to happen is you're just going to become more and more resilient and like your fate like I truly believe that like a piece of the experience like the life experience like the human experience is to is to learn that and is to learn to really like step out of the way and be like okay if I can do that I can literally do anything and you're just going to grow closer and closer to yourself and learn why you are the way you are and mm-hmm. see how you respond to things and instead of like reacting. And so I love that. I would even just like, yeah, like I would sit into like I would sit into the question of why do I think that that needs to be then when I can actually experience that now, no. you know, because again, it's like, it's like the constant striving for something. It's like, what's Ugh, happening? Was, you just took the words out of my mouth. Like you're instead of striving to be somebody, you already are that person. So live into that person because you are that person now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exa- that's exactly it. That's exactly oh, it. I love and, that. Yeah. I'm so excited that you said that because we're going to get into it and I'm really excited. Um, <laughs> so first of all, well, yeah. thank you for taking the time of your Friday to s- talk to me. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> um, I'm really excited because I feel like I am going to be For anyone who listens to this podcast, I feel like I'm kind of listening to it too for the first time. Obviously, I know you, but I don't know the depth of you. And your personality, though, I know people want to know more about you Mm -hmm. um, and want to be, maybe not want to be you, but I think think that in my personal experience of when I interact with somebody, they want to get to this level that is like, that you embody the level that people want to get to. And you're just like so totally inspiring to me. And I look up to you a lot with how you talk and how you think and how you look at the world. And people need to know everything that you're offering out there because they need to get their hands on it. So um, to whatever you're comfortable with, I do want to get into, first of all, introduce yourself and then kind of like your childhood, like you know, were you, have you always been this uplifting and inspiring and what has contributed to your character? I want to get into all of that. And then also what you're offering, because that is 
something that people need to know about. Take a minute and introduce who you are and all that good stuff. Amazing. Okay. Well, that was like the sweetest, the sweetest intro I ever could have like <laughs> asked for. Um, yeah. So my name is Chelsea. I am, I guess you could call me like a free spirit, a curious mind, a lifelong learner, and someone who just really has this passion and this deep desire to to help people and to connect people back to their like truest essence and who they actually are in order to do the things that they really came here to do. And so that's like, I guess like that's, that's who I am that to speak to. Yeah. I guess to speak to my childhood and like how I got to be this person or like have these characteristics. Um, Yeah. Growing up, my mom, when I've had conversations with my mom, I was like always a really happy, cheerful baby. I always had a smile on my face. I was, I was pretty chill. I was a bit of a rebel. I took risks from a young age and I just kind of did things. I remember never being, never wanting to be told what to do. And I think that that's kind of stuck with me my entire life of like, don't it. tell me what to do. Like, and, and I think that that's, that has helped me develop, helped me to develop a lot of character. But yeah, I come from a family of three. I'm a middle child. I absolutely have middle child syndrome. And I like growing up, my sister and my brother, they would go off and do things together and they'd leave me out and I'd be stuck <sighs> with my parents. And I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it because to be honest, I didn't really want to do a lot of the things that my brother and my sister did. And I always kind of found that I liked hanging out with older people. And I've been told many times that I'm like an old soul. And apparently that's a, that's like one of the things that happens when you're an old soul. You just want to like hang out with older people. So I remember sitting in the kitchen with my mom and her friends, just wanting to listen and be with them. But yeah, I had a, I had a really I had a really good childhood and I mean, I didn't have a ton. Like I, I didn't have a ton. My parents, they hustled, you know, coming from a family of five, like things were like tight. And, and I do remember those moments and it's been through like unblocking and reprogramming, reparenting Mm -hmm. all these things that have really supported me to get to where I am now. Are you born and raised Edmonton? I'm born and raised in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, actually. Oh, right, right, right. I knew that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, so I spent what would have been like 18 years when I turned 18, I went traveling and you I go? went traveling for a, for a year. Oh my gosh. I went, so we started in Bali. I went to Bali, Thailand, oh my God. Singapore, and I lived for six months in Australia by yourself. It was with one of my best friends. Yeah. We went backpacking for, nice. for a year, but I guess like before that, a little, a little background. Yeah. Yeah is like, so I grew up dancing. I was a dancer. I, I spent a lot of time at the studio, but I was also someone who wanted to do it all. So not only did I dance competitively, take part in ballet exams, jazz exams, all the things I also competed in all the sports in high school. And it was, it was like the best time. Like I I've always been that person to like want to do it all. And I all, I often actually question myself. I'm like, if I were to commit myself to one thing, or I would have committed myself to one thing, what would have happened? And so, yeah, it's been like, I I feel like I've lived so many lives, Mm -hmm. um, but to like really bring it to where this whole personal development, spiritual journey started was I had an eating disorder. Um, and that kind of, it began when I was probably, I would say in grade eight is when, Mm -hmm. 
I had one of my best friends over from dance and she was like, I'm not eating sugar anymore. And I was like, then I'm not going to eat sugar either. (laughs) And it just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled and spiraled. And so I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, and I mean, now thinking back to it, I am so grateful for that experience because it brought me so much closer to my body and appreciate Mm -hmm. my body and, and even myself, but there was some really, really dark time. And so, yeah, I guess you could say that it all started like in grade eight or grade nine. So what, just because I mean, you know, I can relate to that so much in, in those Mm -hmm. dark times. And you said that it brought you closer to you and your body. What contributed to that? Was it going through the dark times and then appreciating that you're like still here, that you just got through that dark time? Was there something like monumental that made you overcome that aspect of your life? Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's kind of started in grade eight and going into, so in Saskatchewan, we go kindergarten to grade eight and then grade nine to grade 12 is high school. Right. And so in high school, it was, it was really easy for me to cover up because I was so active. Mm -hmm. I was like always moving, always dancing, always like running around doing like sports, all these things. And so I was like, I was small and I've always, I've always had like a smaller frame. Like I remember when I was like seven doing kicks and like batmas down the dance floor. And I I remember judging myself. I'm like, I hate my skinny legs. It was, so it's, it's just so interesting. But then the one thing that I constantly got comment, like people commented on were my legs. They're like, you have the most beautiful legs. I'm like, okay, cool. I have something going for me. If like, that's the only thing that you're going to comment on is my body. Then like, I guess I'm just going to go full on into my body and like, make Mm -hmm. sure that I always have those beautiful legs. Mm -hmm. So into high school, it was like, it was so, I was so controlling. I was so obsessive and it was like weighing myself five times a day. It was like only allowing myself certain foods. Like I never starved myself, but I was so restrictive. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it just like, it got bad. And so I remember, this is something that I remember very, very specifically is I was sitting on the bathroom floor and I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening to me? And Mm -hmm. not a lot of people have heard this, but I, but I heard something that said to me, because you're going to help people one day and this is going to help you help them. I can relate to you so much when you say that. Yeah. I just got, I just got these like goosebumps and I was so young and I like, didn't really think anything of it that stuck with me. And so I just like went about my life and I, and I, it was like in and out and I, was going to therapy and like seeing a psychologist and all these things. And, and that kind of brought me to my first experience of sitting with someone in like a healing mm-hmm. um, atmosphere environment, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And so that was when I was first exposed to that. And as I continued on through high school, it was like in and out. Like I hated my body. I was constantly pinching and prying at my body. And it wasn't until I was maybe two years out of two years out of university, like two years out of, um, sorry, high school Mm -hmm. that things were like, okay, I'm like solid. But then, I mean, it's just so interesting how you pick up on your different addictions, right? So the eating disorder being like addicted to the control of food, it turned into exercise. Yeah. And so that phase kind of left and I was like, not super controlling about food, but it was like, now I got to work out. If I'm yeah. going to be, if I'm going to eat like a normal human being, I'm going to then work out. And so 
that actually led me to becoming a spin instructor. So I like, I taught fitness and that was my job. And again, I'm working out all the time and mm-hmm. living this really healthy lifestyle. And I'm like, I'm really like, I am fit, but it's still like I would teach and then I'd go to the gym, you know? Yeah. And it was like yeah. this whole thing. So it was like from the food to like the fitness. And then it just like, I feel like I've lived every piece of it. And I think the, like the biggest come to like God moment was, I don't remember where I was or who told me it, but it was something like, if you're so obsessed with your physical body and looking a certain way, how are you going to help anyone? Mm-hmm. Because it's like all self-centered, right? It's like, yeah. it's constantly about you. And I was like, about holy you. shit, yeah. that's so true. And I, and yeah. I was like, I, I'm not like, what is the point? And I remember even being in high school, like waking up at like five in the morning to like do thousands of sit-ups. And in those moments, I'm like, I'm so isolated. Like what? this is, this is pointless, but I couldn't stop. Yeah. And so when I heard this, I was like, oh my gosh, that was me. Like I was so obsessed with my body and looking a certain way. I couldn't actually go and do things. Like I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do because it was just like controlling my mind. It was like all I thought about. Yeah. And I like, I didn't really go through like a massive transformative moment or month. It was really like, it's, it's been like a process. Yeah. And they say that too. Now I would, yeah. And now I would say I'm, I'm more aware than ever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can, I can pick up, I mean, specifically after being in, so I've been in, I don't know, I've been in a cabin for the last six months living on my own. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like, in those moments of, of discomfort or needing something to comfort myself, it's like turning to me and not wanting to turn to Cause I mean, like we all have like foods that make you feel a little bit better, right? It's like mm-hmm. the emotional eating, mm-hmm. the eating yeah. on your board. It's like, I am so, I'm so aware of that now that I can ask myself, okay, why am I eating this? And like, why do I want to continue eating it? Or like, why do I want to eat right now? And it's like, okay. Yeah you actually feel like this or like you were lacking this and you are craving this. So it's like actually give yourself that instead of coping with something external like yeah. food. Yeah. And in time, really answer your question. But. No, it did. I love it. Ugh. I mean, I mean, y- anyone who follows me on social media knows that eating disorders are in my background and in my history. And so, and I, it holds a place in my heart because there are some dark damn times that, I wouldn't wish on anyone, but at the same time, again, same thing. I always used to ask myself, why is God wanting me to go through this? Um, Because I'm, I'm a huge believer. And I always used to say like, why is God like, why, why this and not something else? And yeah, again, the intuitive response that I always received was because especially being in the background of cheerleading and gymnastics, there are people that are, that are keeping it to themselves that don't have their voice they don't know they have their voice yet to speak it and there are times when I would talk about it throughout my journey and that's when someone messages me or calls me and says I've never told anyone this but you sharing your story it makes me want to share mine to you and and that is so healing all in its you know in itself and Mm -hmm. I think again like it's it's particularly this for the both of us that helps you learn and grow about yourself and the fact we're both isolating ourselves you know in a cabin or in a van um, you do learn so much about yourself Mm -hmm. my question though for you is 
in the times, especially with your by yourself, when you are, maybe you're feeling uncomfortable, uh, within your body or within yourself, they always say that, you know, people who deal with addiction or particularly eating disorders, it never goes away. Um, do you agree with that statement? Do you not agree with that statement? Do you feel that, you know, you have that voice in the back of your head, but you're so self-aware that you can now ask yourself those questions and not lean towards that voice that's in the back of your head. You can, you know, ask yourself the questions and react in what you really need or want. That was like three questions in one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say I'm, I would say I'm truly at a point where I can, I can acknowledge the thoughts if they come up and be like, oh, that's there. But what I've really come to, what I've really come to is that my body is a temple and I want to take care of it in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a human being and I want to have a beautiful, full experience in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what's, what's really helped is that it's like, I am human and how I look actually doesn't have anything to do with it. How I feel. Absolutely. Like I will not eat foods because of the way that they make me feel. And I know that, mm-hmm. but it's, it, I've now like disconnected the two and it's really like, like I give myself the gift of like indulging when I want and, but I am so self-aware and I, I, of course I like, I'm not out here to get 50 pounds overweight. No, like I am, I, I, it is like in my eyes, we need to take care of our bodies and we need to nourish them properly. And that comes from eating like the macronutrients that I once like deprived myself of, yeah, you know? And so it's, it's like, of course the thoughts are there. Of course the thoughts will come up. And I, I honestly think that we all have these thoughts because we're just conditioned to believe this like programming, right. Of like what we grew up around. So I think that I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth, but I'm sure that we've all had conversations with ourselves around, oh, you probably shouldn't eat that because X, Y, or Z, or don't eat too much of that because of X, Y, or Z. But it's like, when you really like, this is the thing, this is what I'm like really passionate about is when you cultivate a connection to your body, you can actually tell what your body needs. Mm -hmm. You can tell what your body needs. You can tell if you need to move. You can tell if you need to breathe. You can tell if you need to meditate. You can tell if you need more water. You can tell if you need to eat something you need. You can tell if you need to eat something more. Yeah. And it comes from slowing down and getting really, really present. And that was, and, I was going to ask that um, when you say that, that your body knows what it needs, is it, I think I know the answer, but is it an emotion that you feel or is it that first intuitive thought that comes through of like, if you were to sit down and calm and ask yourself, what does your body need? Is it the emotion or is it the words that you hear of your own? I would say, I would say it's words and also feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I would say it's, it's words and words and feeling. I wouldn't say my emotions. I, I don't think it's healthy to let your emotions guide you. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very healthy for you to feel your emotions, to move through your emotions, to breathe your emotions. Something yeah. that I've been practicing a lot is, is just breathing meditation and allowing the emotion to come up and feel it so strongly that you feel like you're going to hurl and then you just breathe through Like it's, yeah. It sounds yeah. awful, but like I did this yesterday and I was like, wow, I'm a different human being. And I feel like me again, maybe not a different human being. I'm like, I feel like me again. Yeah. And not that you're not you when you have those feelings, but it's like, I feel like the essence of me is back. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would say it's, 
it's definitely intuitive, but it's also the feeling and the sense that I have in my body. You can yeah. feel when you're antsy, you can feel that like you have a lot of like energy and you're like, yeah. I think I need to meditate. And you're like, uh, no, you don't. You need to go and like go for a walk or yeah. do like a 15 minute workout or, or what have you. Yes. I totally um, agree. Yeah. And, and also it'll come in, it'll come in phases. It'll come in cycles. Like for the last, I mean, I finally started working out again this week, but for like the last almost month, I didn't do any workouts. I strictly walked and that's what felt really good to me. And I'm like, I don't really want to walk anymore. I mean, I'll, I'll still go on small walks or like, yeah. you know, yeah. but I don't want to walk for like an hour and a half when that's what I really wanted to do. And it just felt so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say feeling and intuition is yeah. what is what I really allow to guide me. That's beautiful. I, I love that. And I, I do agree. And I think that there's being so intuitive with yourself that you, you know, to take that second to ask yourself what you need versus people who just feel like chaos and they don't know what's going on. They just feel chaos in their body and they don't even, their self-awareness is so not even there that they don't even know that if they just were to slow down, that they would find their answer there. So I, I do, I love what you totally. do because, because we live these busy, busy lives. Like our brains are always going. We don't give ourselves the time to just sit and be, and mm-hmm. like also just be with the discomfort because when you don't give yourself the time to actually listen in, you're going to continue to fill the void with something else, just make yeah. it more and more clouded. So you're yeah. going to continue to like spiral and be more confused and cause more lack of clarity. Yeah. Um, yeah, the rest and like the pause is so, is so important. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, sitting in it is not fun. As you mentioned, like sitting in is hard, but um, anything that you can do to become self-aware and like that self, like just your intuition, grow your intuition is going to be so rewarding. And I mean, between everything that you do and even the things that I've worked with, with Amber and then being by myself, you're like forced to figure it out yourself and, and like become your own best friend. It's so rewarding mm-hmm. and it's so worth it. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I've even just like to add, it's like, yes, become so like in love with who you are. And also remember that you're, that you're actually not alone. That's something mm-hmm. that yeah I've witnessed time and time again is like, we're not actually in this life alone. Like we have like spirit, God, creator, source, universe with us at all times. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's been so extremely comforting in, in everything. And it's just like, yes, connect to yourself. And that self is something greater than you too. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people in family and friends that, you know, don't believe in God, creator, universe to me, just God, they don't believe in God. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I've always, I went to a Catholic school my whole life. I always believed in God, but I never really, I never really got close with him until the, probably the past two years. And it has completely really has changed my life in so many ways. And I love that it's like that you talk about it because if people could only trust in him to, and build that relationship with him to know that your life could get so much better if you just believe that there is something greater than you and just trust that Mm -hmm. whatever you want in your life is coming because there's something greater than you you're like opening a whole other door and there are so many people that have that door closed Mm -hmm. because whatever belief they feel because if you believe in god x y and z you're like closing that door to like endless 
opportunities and possibilities. Totally. So, yeah, I just, yeah. And, you know, it's like, I, I would say that I've really, like, really leaned into this relationship in the last year. Yeah. And, like, really, really, really deeply. And, and one thing I'll say is that for those who are really turned off by the term God, don't use it. Like, I, I am not. I am not religious. I do not follow mm-hmm. any religion, but yeah. I do believe that there is a higher source, a higher power mm-hmm. that is given us all of our gifts and all this power. And, and like, we are creators and even saying like, for those that don't believe they're closing themselves off to so many possibilities, they may be, but also if they have faith, yeah, it doesn't even have to, it doesn't have to be the faith in in God, if they have Whatever. faith in themselves, those things yeah. will still happen Yeah, because that's the way that. that, that God has created us to be. And, and so it can be, it can be so limiting to think that you need to have this kind of relationship with God. And it, like, you need to pray this way and you need to ask for things this way. And you need to like do all these things. But for me, like I've really tried and I've kind of succeeded in the fact that I don't follow a real formula. Yes. Yeah. I like, gratitude and thanks is like the way to amplify and bring things to you in a really fast and quick way, but it doesn't have to look a certain way. You know, like Mm -hmm. you hear about these people that have these come to God moments. They're like, okay, just like, tell me what to do. And it's like, that can be it. And they may not ever pray again, but they just know that they are guided because they are in that much faith. Yeah. And like the, this is like, this is what I've, what I love because when you do open yourself up to things that you never saw as possible, that is when magic actually starts to show up in your life. Like it, and it's like manifestation, but it's, but it's like you're manifesting all the time and it's all magic because you are honestly the creator. And in order to really bring in those things that you want, there has to be a level of self-worth, which all comes back to love, like self-love. Yeah. And like getting into your mind to like reprogram those thoughts and beliefs that were all absorbed between the ages of zero and seven. Yes. Yeah. But but what I would say is through this journey of like self-love, body love, like this like intimate relationship to self, it's brought me closer to then God. Yeah. Because I would say if if I would have done this, like lived in a cabin for six months mm-hmm. by myself two years ago, I wouldn't have made it. I would have been like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to what I know is comfortable. I'm going back to what is normal. I'm going back to a job that is paid and I have a paycheck, mm-hmm. but it's like, hold on a second. Why would I go back now when I've learned all of this and I have all this faith and I know all these things and I've embodied this version that like of this version of myself, yeah. why would I now go back? Because yeah. If you do that, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of already answered it, but you said uh, we're going to tie all of this to talking about the movement that I've worked, the movement work I've done with you and then what you're offering now, because I'm really excited Mm -hmm. to hear about that. But you kind of already answered this. You said in the last year, you've really gotten connected with God, universe creator. But my question to you was, where were you in your life when you really dove into your divinity and got closer with God universe creator and how has it changed your life? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I would say that I've 
actually, I would say when I, when I started, started like practicing a lot of yoga, which was probably 2015 is when it really started to unravel. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, when things got really hard and things started getting harder and harder and harder, I, I started leaning in more. And I would say the real peak was I had this dream to be a soul cycle instructor. And this is like, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to share so much magic that happened. I love it. And it's all because it's all because I fully embodied and I really cultivated this relationship to at the time I referred to God as universe. And so I had this dream and I was like, I'm going to do this. And there was this audition. I'm like, I'm going to go to San Francisco and I'm going to audition. I'm not going to tell anyone. And I was like, okay, universe, show me a rainbow. If I'm meant to do this, I saw the rainbow. I booked my flight before I booked my flight. I called my dad. I was like, dad, should I go do this? He said, no, I don't think you should. He's like, well, that's cool. I hung up the phone. I was like, that's cool. My dad doesn't believe in my dreams. I'm going to do it anyway. I fly secretly to San Francisco. I do the oh audition. Gosh. It's like, you have to get invited to do these things to whistle. It's like, so I, I flew there, auditioned in secret, was there for a night, flew back, got in at, there's like a wasp. I got, got in at like, I think it was like, I got back to my apartment at 3am. I taught a class at 7am the next day. No oh one knew that I did this, but months leading up to that. Every time I taught a spin class, I would walk down the street from my apartment. I'd be walking down the street as a soul cycle instructor. I embodied that version of me. I knew what that, Mm. what it would take to be that person. And so I just started to live into that now in that moment. Long story short, I got invited to New York for three months of training. New York is not cheap. Okay. Mm -hmm. New York is not cheap. I end up going to teach a class at 7am one day. And this is like the day after I got the call and the invite. It was like such a long process. There was like three interviews. Oh my gosh. Oh, there was so much after the audition. The audition itself was like insane, but also like the most fun and exhilarating thing I've ever done. That's so cool. So I get this invite and I was like, okay, universe, I need a sign. If I'm meant to go do this, you need to show me, make it so clear and obvious that I'm meant to do this. I get to this spin studio. This woman walks in with an I love New York t-shirt on. I was like, oh my God, there's my (gasps) sign. Then she comes Uh, up to the desk and I'm like standing there. She was talking to me. She says she's from New York and she rides at Flywheel and uh, SoulCycle in New York all the time. Okay, there's sign number two. After the class. Okay, so after that, we like go. I teach the class. It was a great class. Come out. Everyone starts to leave. One of my friends is is like hanging out, waiting around for me so we can like catch up and have a little chat. Meanwhile, I'm like getting all my things and I'm standing in the studio door. I'm standing in like the actual studio door of like where all the bikes are. And this lady, she walks by me once. I heard this voice being like, go talk to her. She walks by again. Something was like, talk to her, Chelsea. And then the third time something was like, talk to her. I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, this is really random, but can you come here for a second? No one really knows about this. I tell her everything. She says to me, you have to do this. Okay. I've lived everywhere. She's like lived everywhere. She's like, I've lived everywhere in the world. New York is my favorite spot in the, on the planet. You need to do this. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity and you are made to do this. Like you shine, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. I end up this friend that was hanging out waiting for me. We end up standing outside and chatting. Meanwhile, this woman actually came with her nephew. I didn't know that her nephew comes up to me, gives me his phone. And he was like, Hey, my aunt wants your email. Can you put it in my phone? I was like, uh, yeah. So I put my email in the phone. Long story short, I spend the entire weekend freaking out about a place to stay because it is very expensive to stay long-term in New York. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. That Monday morning, I had a free place to stay in New York. 
Oh my gosh. Then get this. You can't say no to that. <laughs> you can't say no to that. Then get this. I then get relocated to Toronto. Okay. So I moved to Toronto to teach a soul cycle. My very first class is a community ride where anyone can ride for free. So they, mm-hmm. they really want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the cute, to like the community. Yeah. So after the class, I'm sitting on the bike. We're like going through the stretch and like, just like chatting, having conversation. And then I heard something in the back of my mind be like, ask if anyone has any leads on an apartment. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, and I heard it again. I was like, okay, that was so clear. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I know this is kind of weird, but like, I'm new here. And if anyone has any leads on any apartments, like, please let me know. I'm just like, I'm at an Airbnb right now and it's not as great as it looked to be. So I'm like in the market. So after the class, this woman comes up to me and she was like, so about what you were saying, my husband and I were going away for the month of December and we were, I was like thinking maybe if you'd want to house it while we're gone. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I end up getting invited over. We have this like beautiful chat. I'm there for like an hour and a half. She's like, well, when do you want to move in? Like, let's get you out of the, let's get you out of that Airbnb. I end up living with them for like eight months for oh free. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Okay? It's magic. There, I love that it. is the thing. There is magic. But the thing is, it all starts with the embodiment. Okay. Um, now, how did we get here? Okay. So that was like, sorry, that is how it really all started. Yeah. So yeah. from that moment, I was like, there's magic. There's absolutely magic. And I, if I that can happen, believe- like what else can happen? Exactly. Yeah. And so I just like leaned in. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean in further and further and further to this. And, um, I eventually let go of teaching indoor cycling, which led me to my first like dark night of the soul. I like left and came back from Toronto to Edmonton. I was like working at an ice cream shop being like, what is my life? I went mm-hmm. from a professional fitness career to like scooping ice cream, which was like really fun. And then I was serving and I was like, I'm bigger than this. Like there's something bigger for me. Like, and not that there's anything wrong with serving, like, and especially specifically now I'm like, yeah, I've been there. Serving was fun. Like (laughs) fun. It's a fun job, you know, but it's like, I just know that this isn't what it is for me. Like it's not lighting me up in the way that I know that I can be lit up, Mm -hmm. but actually a little bit of rewind. When I was in Toronto, right after I left, soul cycle I went down to the water and I was sitting at the water and I had my journal and I had this like big wave and I grabbed my journal and I start writing and writing and writing and writing I wrote a whole method it was a movement it was like this method that like unlocked your chakras it expanded your aura it like released stored up emotion and I was like holy shit I need to do this I sat on it for two years until I finally launched it and that is like that is what I love more than anything in this world is to teach that and that is what you did yeah, in Edmonton I mean, too on your on the rooftop and everything, right? And that is what I did. Yeah. yeah. And that really like brought me home to to myself and who I am and what it is that I'm here to do. And yeah. And that's one of the ways. And also I've also learned that I want to go like deeper than the body. I really do love mm-hmm. going into the mind and helping people to really see what they can do, but actually take action on it because yeah, through movement, you can cultivate and experience so much inspiration, so much motivation, but it's like, okay, once you leave that, how do you keep that going? Yeah. And so now that's what I've, I've really leaned into in the last little bit is I'm still going to teach those classes because that is where my soul gets set on fire. Yeah. And also I want to be 
a support to those who see something greater and because we all do like yeah. that's the thing they just we don't know how to get there they don't know how to get there or they're too scared and that's the biggest thing is the fear is the fear is the doubt is the worry that's what continues to stop yeah. and block people yeah and so it's when you really get out of that and get out of your own way like that is where everything starts just like yeah flood in 100 percent. oh and- i'm so glad that you mentioned that i got so much to say yeah. okay so say first of all i want to mention lost over here I'm and my dog just escaped the van hold on the candids in this i know podcast. tucker escaped the van he's at the front door can you just let him in <laughs> i'm almost done yeah, yeah, okay thanks oh my lord this is like the most entertaining so podcast, so podcast ever. Okay. no but what you i was gonna what? say that's just what you get oh what my get. love it yeah love it <laughs> um but what i was gonna say was you i've so i've been so honored to be part of your movement and and what you do and i can say that i've i've been an athlete my whole life i've worked out my whole life i i love moving my body but that type of movement not only is it like great for like on a fitness level but the first time i did it i think i was it was when Amber was doing her courses and you were, you know, you were part of that. And it brought up so much emotion for me that I just bawled my eyes out the entire time. And I remember actually Steve doing it too. And he asked openly, like, is it normal that I started to cry? Because he felt like, what the heck is going on with me? Like I'm starting to cry and we're like doing this movement, but it was, it's so powerful. And it, it was, it was a totally different experience I've ever experienced when it comes to moving my body in general. It didn't just move my body. It like hidden emotion. And it was like such a release. And I'll have goosebumps even saying that. Cause I can just bring myself back to that time. But what you do with that is like, so I, I like honestly I'm lost for words it's so powerful and it was such a release for me that it opened me up that jumping jacks are no longer just jumping jacks like this morning I felt so heavy and I was like man I sat in the van I just cried because I just felt like I needed to cry and then I got out in the middle of nowhere in the van in front and I just did a hundred jumping jacks but I like was like Chelsea would like say to like go to the top and then clap on the back and like make them make them big jumping jacks and it was just moving and yeah so my experience with with what you do with the movement was not just a physical it was an emotional and highly recommend like I know you I'm sure you're offering more of those classes probably in Edmonton like you have to try it at least once because it was like an unforgettable experience Uh, I absolutely loved Mm -hmm. it so thank you for that Um, thank you yeah it was it was honestly amazing and what was the other thing I was gonna mention I got it too into myself about how incredible that was I forgot. We'll move on to the next thing. Yeah, I think that well, actually one one thing I want one thing I want to say just quickly about about that is like the fact that you felt that through a screen means the world to me because when I first envisioned this, it was never meant to be virtual. It was never meant to be virtual. Mm-hmm. It was like this experience that people came and were in the energy of the people around them with the music okay, in the nature amazing. and. Yeah, And it, it, it was like the most incredible experience ever. And, and so the fact that you felt all that just, it means the world, like it means the world to hear that, Yeah, that you were able to create that on your own too, just through being led mm-hmm. when in these, in these like experiences in the classes in person, I find that I do put so much energy into holding the space and creating that space for people. So I just love that 
you felt it that way and you've like used that as a tool in the future. It's just like, it's the best. It's yeah, the best. no, it, it was a, it was a, a, an incredible experience and something I had never experienced before. And it, it, it made a certain, I think a silly, but like you take for granted jumping jacks and you take for granted, like the, I don't know if there's a name for it, but the squats and then throwing yourself into the air. Like there are so many times We'll all just be like, I need to like aggressively throw what I'm feeling away and give it up to the universe, God's creator, so he can transmute it into something bigger. And I will do that movement. And I actually can feel Mm. and like visualize like what doesn't belong to me being ripped off of me and then being transmuted Mm. into something beautiful and then given back to me. And I love having people like you on my podcast that I can like just express how much you've changed my life in that way and that people who don't know you or like see that you're putting out these classes like get in those classes because Mm. you have to experience that you have to it was amazing thank you thank you yeah thank you you're making me so excited and I'm like I have to go teach like let's go tomorrow (laughs) oh my god I'm actually I mean anything I'm in the middle of like trying to find a a rooftop I'll figure it out yeah it's gonna come whatever is meant is gonna come so it's gonna be good yeah and you also so yeah I want to get into what you're tying it down to what you're offering but also just want to mention that you do have a podcast I do have a podcast and you, t- I know you talk about like yeah, jumping timelines and getting out of your own way. That's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Yes. Thank you. That's what I wanted to ask. When it comes okay. to okay. people, um, and you already talked about this, and I think this is perhaps what you're, you are launching, you have already launched, but for the people who know they're meant for more, they don't know how, they don't know what, they're stuck, they're stuck and they're, they're, they're in their own way. What advice Like, what would you tell them? What would be like the foundation of like helping someone get out of their own way? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I do like I do have a program that's open for registration right now. We can talk about that later. But I I think just like the the most simple thing is is giving yourself time and space to just be number one. And that doesn't have to be that month doesn't have to be days. That doesn't have to be hours. It could be it could be an hour. It could be an hour a day for a Mm -hmm. week. It's it's giving yourself the time and space to to be with your thoughts and then also like ask yourself the bigger questions and open yourself up to something it's okay to not know right now that's and that's another thing it's it's okay to right not know and the only thing that you need to know right now is what you know yeah. and it's so easy to get caught up in like yeah but like okay but what then and like what what after that and what after that and what after that but it's like you're you're gonna know when you're meant to know and that information will come to you in ways like mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of human design and even in that your inner authority and like the way that you respond to things um that tells you so much too it's like some people are supposed to wait for the invitation so it's like they wait to be offered something and then they they like can choose. Does that feel good to me or does it not feel good to me? So mm-hmm. it's like human design is, is so complex, but it's like the best tool in my opinion as to how to really live a life that's fulfilled and easy and flowy. Yeah. So that's been a huge thing for me. And I actually offer readings in my, um, in my program, but I would say that, yeah, like clearing out space for you to actually hear yourself and feel yourself and like, right. So number one is getting clear. Number one is getting is finding the clarity. And that doesn't have to be what you want. It can be what you don't want. And from then you can start to eliminate yeah. those things. 
because it can be so overwhelming to be like, I don't know what I want. Cause there's so many options, right? Like the options and the opportunities and the possibilities are literally limitless. Mm -hmm. So getting clear on what it, what it is that you don't want. Right. So that's number one is like the clarity. Number two, is clearing out what doesn't serve you anymore, really figuring out, is this in alignment? And is this, is this not in alignment and making two separate lists and being like, Hey, I am, I'm getting rid of all the things that I can on the list right now that don't serve me, that aren't in alignment with this highest version of me. And that just also opens up space for that information yeah. and that next step and that clarity come through. Right. Cause if you have all this garbage and clutter, where are you going to put the stuff and how are you going to know if it's garbage and clutter or like the light. And oftentimes you can tell because you'll feel it and be able to like see how you feel when you're in that. But, but with all this other stuff, it's like, you're going to question and be like, huh, really? Is that it? I don't know. And then the third piece is like the embodiment of that is like embodying that version of you. Like what would it feel? How would you carry your body if you knew what you wanted, not even like, you don't even have to know what you want, but like, how would you carry your body? How would you walk through life if you knew what you wanted? And that can be the first, like the first step in the embodiment. Mm -hmm. And then the next is like through all of that, by doing all those things, you're just like, you really are opening the floodgates to those possibilities that are in complete alignment that are like going to fill you up, that are going to bring you closer to God, closer to your highest form of joy. And it's just going to be this like beautiful path. You'll probably face some difficult times, some like challenging, trying times because that's how you learn and grow. And if everything were just given to you, you wouldn't grow at all. So I would say like those, those three things is going to lead to like the, the manifestation of, of everything for you. Yeah. And then all like all encompassing is like having faith, like the faith yeah, is what yeah. you just took the word that I, mouth. I say once you have those mm-hmm. three things and you do those three things, the rest really is just having faith and trusting mm-hmm. that it's, it's there and it's coming yeah. to right here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and you don't always need I to know that. how long it's going to take. You just need to keep trusting, keep that mm-hmm. faith. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I heard this, I don't know if you know who Amanda Francis is, but she says faith is, faith is continuing to have faith even when it didn't happen. It's like, you still believe it's going to happen. Still keep believing, still keep believing. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. And, and, oh, it's, it's an incredible thing. And, and, and it is, it is accessible to everyone at any point in time. And that is the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing with it too. That's the truth. You know? So with everything, yeah. and, and I do want to talk about what you're offering because you, you're you just such a beautiful person. You have so much knowledge to give. I can mm-hmm. feel how much of an impact <laughs> you make on people and I want people to experience and I want you to be able to just help as many people as you possibly can. So I do want you to talk mm-hmm. about what you are offering. Um, but before you do that, um, yeah. what are ways, you know, maybe people want to know daily practices that you do to stay connected? So that you don't fall Mm. back into, you know, the fear, doubt, the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love this because everything that I do is like so simple. I meditate. Number one is I meditate. Number two is I like, I feed myself foods that make me feel good. 
It's like the clearer the vessel I am, Mm -hmm. the better I'm going to feel. And like the more energy I'm going to feel and the more faith I'm then going to like experience because of all that. So I I meditate every day and like meditation doesn't have to be this like scary thing. It's like sitting, getting still. I also journal. I journal my dreams. I journal my dreams all the time. I'm constantly writing what it is that I want, the life that I want to live. I, so those are like two really easy things. I get in nature. Mm-hmm. I pray. I talk to God. I talk to universe. I, I keep a really open dialogue with, with source, but in like the other things that have been the most supportive is like the shadow work going into like the darker things, like the fears, the doubts going into them. Mm-hmm. So you can actually clear them out because if you don't clear them, like they're just going to be there. Right. And I mean, yeah. they'll always come up, but, but those, those beliefs, they really do need to be cleared out. And do you find like, that when you go into those those fears and and the darkness, I guess, do you kind mm-hmm. of when you when you go into it and you ask those questions, do you find that it's not true? Like they're fake fears, they're false beliefs. But I feel like sometimes for me, even I'll have a fear. Oh my gosh, I had so many fears and doubts before I got on the road. What if this? Worry mm-hmm. about that. I'm scared of this. And go into it. You have no factual reason to feel that fear and feel that doubt. And at the end of it, when you, when you get into the deepest, darkest, you know, core of it, it's not even real. And I can say none of the things I was worried about or afraid of has happened. None of the thoughts I thought I was going to have on the road, being alone by myself in the woods have happened. But two months ago, they were so real that I almost didn't go on the road. Yeah. And that's just it is that all suffering happens in the mind. Yes, of course, there's going to be moments where you're feeling the anxiety, you're feeling the fears, and like you might also feel some physical pain. But even all the anxiety, all of those fears, it's still all just happening in your mind, right? And so, absolutely, like almost all my fears is like, have they actually happened? No. Could they happen? I mean, maybe. Will they happen? No, because you're in faith and you have the, con- you do have some control, like, right? Yeah. You are a creative being, you yeah. are a creator. So yes, allow those thoughts to come up. You can work them out to the end. Worst case scenario, it's like, hey, if this happens, then I'll like do this and I'll do this and all this. But then it's like, oh, but actually if that all happened, I still have a way out because I'll just get myself out of it. You know, yeah. like yeah, we can make, we can feel so helpless, but we're never actually helpless. Yeah. There's always something that we can do. It's just taking that next most simple, un- um, uncomplicated step. And that's really helped too. Is like, what's the most simple step that I can take right now to like support me? And honestly, too, I mean, recently, one of the things that was told to me, and I have to be reminded of this sometimes, too, is to stay, stay so close to being in the moment, like stay in the moment. Don't the past is the past. It's mm-hmm. part of your soul. But and the future is the future, but stay in the moment. And that is something that I think I've been practicing more so recently than ever is as soon as I start to catch myself talking about the future, I'm like, oh. Nope. Cass, stay in the moment. Stay in this van, in the moment, mm-hmm. right here, how you're feeling. And I think that yeah. alone takes away so much anxiousness or overload of your brain. Like, don't think so much. Just mm-hmm. stay in the moment of where you are and be mm-hmm. present in the moment. It takes a lot off you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think one of the easiest ways to come back into the moment is like through gratitude. And I know it's like, We've all heard it before. It's like practice your gratitude every day, all these things. But it's like, it's so true. Like in those moments, it's like, okay, I've, I've worked it out to the end. And now 
like what is actually true. I'm like super grateful that I have this space to like live, that I have this really warm, comfy bed, that I have like nature all around me. You know, it's like, and I mean, it's, is so simple and sometimes it can sound silly, but it's like the root of the root. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And and not just writing down what you're grateful for, but actually feeling that emotion of that gratitude because that will just amplify into something else. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, you know, you know, of course. Yeah. Oh, I'm, so pra- <laughs> I'm still practicing, but I feel like I have come a long way. Yeah. And I've learned so much. And honestly, through yeah. people like yeah, you. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah. well, it's, I mean, like it's, it is a practice. That's the thing. It's like, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant practice, right? It's like, we are these souls in a human body and this human body has all these things, you know, and fears are going to come up, but it's just like, it's the practice of, okay, I'm not choosing that. I'm choosing a better thought. I'm choosing to yeah. like believe I'm choosing love. I'm choosing the things that feel good rather than all that, yeah. that keeps me in like the dumps. Yeah. Absolutely. Ain't nobody wants to be in the dumps. No, we don't. So on that note, what are you offering right now? Where can people find you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm like, I'm so excited about this program. I'm so Um, excited. It's my favorite program I've ever done. So it's called Grand Rising and it's a three month one-on-one coaching program. And essentially we go into all areas of your life and we edit them out. But before we do that, we get you so clear on who you are, what you want, how you're designed to live. And then, like I was talking about before, we edit, we clear, we collapse old timelines. We get rid of the old. We make the space for the new. I love it. Um, And then it's so good. It's like this cleansing for the soul. And then we get you into like the spiritual connection. So you learn how to trust your intuition. You learn how to trust yourself. You cultivate a relationship with yourself so that you know who you are and you know exactly what it is that you want and what you need to do to get there. And you don't feel alone and you won't fall back into the old patterns because you have all these tools. And then from there, we get you into the phase of like the creation. So of the action of the physical manifestations of like taking the aligned steps to get you to where you want to be. Because I, I truly think that there are all these programs out there that are just like, you're broken you're broken and you need to heal. You're broken and you need to heal. You're broken and you need to heal. You're not broken and you don't always need to heal. What you do need to do is believe in yourself. Go do the damn thing that you want to do. And if you need support, then get the support and start taking the steps because we're like in a time where time is speeding up. Time is actually speeding up. Like from a scientific researcher standpoint, like time is actually speeding up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not like fear mongering. I'm not saying like, you're running out of time, but it's like, no, how much longer are you going to sit around and not do the things that you truly want to do? And that's like, that is, that is what I just, I want people to do what they want to do. And I want them to realize their potential. And, and sometimes you need someone to like, hold your hand and be like, you can do this. And I am that person. It's like, I will be your big sister, your cheerleader, like the one that you need to like push you, but like pull you through guidance. And yeah, so it's a three month program, one-on-one coaching calls, 12 online modules. It's, it's the best. It's honestly, it works. I put myself through this program and yeah, I was going to, the results are there. Yeah. And, and for the people who are probably going to listen to this or follow you on Instagram and see your posts and ask them like, 
ask themselves, does it really work? Like, yes, it fucking works. Yes, it works. Yes, it works. Mm -hmm. Yes, it works. And if you're unsure if it works, do it anyways, because it's going to work. It's going to work. Anyone who does this work will come out on the other side with something greater than what they had before. And if someone like Chelsea is offering this program, everyone needs to take the opportunity because there are a lot of people <laughs> that offer things like this, but there is only one you and you are such a great guider. And I, I honestly do believe that anyone who, you know, can hold your hand and, and have your guidance is it's going to change their life. Yeah. That means the world. Thank you. So where can people find thank you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Connected? Yeah. So Instagram, Chelsea, dot underscore Chelsea I will put all this information. So get creative. Yeah, I'll put all this information on the episode. Amazing. So it'll be easy for people to find. Great. And then I have a podcast. It's called Beyond the Bo- the Beyond the Body Podcast, where we have really great conversations about spirituality, about real world stuff. I just had a friend of mine come in and talk all about trauma. Yeah, it's it's so fun. So my podcast and those are like the two spaces that yeah. will hold all the all the stuff that I'm up to. I love it. Yeah, I'll put all this information in this yeah. episode as well. Selfishly, the last question because I kind of want to know because you read like really good books. Yeah. What are your like top two books that you recommend? You're oh loving my right gosh. Now. Oh my gosh. Okay. So number one <laughs> is Conversations with God. I am obsessed with it because hey, I've, I've listened to this that. is the thing. It's good. It's it's so good. Okay, you you've listened to it? I'm like more than halfway through. Not at the end yet. Okay, you thing is like you need to this is like a book that you need to read. Read. Because as you're reading it, it's literally like God source universe is speaking to you and it's like brilliant. So conversations with God, love. And honestly, for someone who's just starting their spiritual journey like if they're having like a bit of a spiritual awakening gabby bernstein's spirit junkie was really great i read that when i was in toronto and i was like damn gabby this was good i actually think it's one of my favorite books by her and i don't really ever talk about it but gabby bernstein's spirit junkie was really really good um so i would say those those two but then also anything by florence shin is like game changer so like the game of life and how to play it the game of life and how to play it is like is probably like another like for sure top three hundred yeah. percent. And actually, just like quickly, briefly going back to one of the questions was like, what do you do to keep yourself in faith? Is like meditation, speaking, praying, but also like books that yeah. speak truth. And then like my people and podcasts. Yeah. It's like I'm constantly doing all the things, constantly doing all the things. Yeah, so, just like yeah, like like emerging your entire self into all of these things I think that's a good place for people to start is just emerging yourself into different things books podcasts like the right things the truth yeah yeah absolutely so everyone is going to click the link to Chelsea's newly launched program oh yeah in themselves (laughs) and get involved with this because this is the perfect opportunity you don't even have to look it's already being presented to you right now you don't have to go look what you're going to do to invest in yourself it is right here in the description and as you listen to this podcast so thank you so much (laughs) so much for taking so long out of your Friday to be on my podcast I honestly like you are you are truly an inspiration and I I look up to you so much so to have your time is I'm so grateful so thank you Oh my gosh. Thank you. Like the pleasure was all mine. This is so fun. It just like, it re-sparked some motivation, inspiration in me. So yeah, you're such a sweet gift. And I I can't wait to see like 
all the things and stay like stay updated on your journey. It's just been so fun watching you. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, this will be out. I hope everyone enjoys it. Thank you so much again. Everything that you can find on Chelsea will be in the description of this podcast, all her social media. You'll be able to find her everywhere. Okay, Cass. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye.